0: They're coming to get you, Barbara. I'm Matt
1: and I'm Haley
0: (laughs) welcoming you to another episode of Matt and Haley's Garage of Horror this week we are talking about killer dolls
1: (laughs) I hate dolls
0: (laughs) (laughs) so I'm gonna be bringing you guys Child's Play and Annabelle tonight and then Haley what do you have for everybody
1: I'm going to be talking about three things. I'm going to be talking about the real-life Annabelle doll, the creepy Raggedy Ann.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the one that looks nothing like the one in the movie. Got it. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yes, (laughs) even though it's still creepy. Um, I'm going to talk about the island of the dolls that we were talking about in our interview with Aisha. Um, And I'm going to be talking about Robert the doll, who's located in Key West, Florida.
0: Ooh, i remember robert the doll yeah, like I, I don't remember the specifics of it so that'll be good when you do your thing but like i have heard of it yes like, when i hear robert the doll i'm like oh yeah i know what you're talking about but i don't remember the the nitty-gritty
1: super freaky
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice well before we get to child's play and our killer doll fun first we're gonna do a little thing we like to call horror news Tonight I've got three for you. First one, as you know, um, they redid Halloween last year, you know, Halloween 2018. Universally loved, made a lot of bank. Well, now it's like the first in a trilogy. Halloween Kills is supposed to come out this October, and they're doing teaser screenings now, and supposedly the buzz is like really good. Oh, really? Yeah, like they're saying it's going to be Amazing, and they bought back like Tommy Doyle and the girl that played. Um, uh, what is her name? The girl that um Annie was babysitting in the first one. He was, (laughs) you're saying this
1: like, I know,
0: (laughs) I I know you don't like she was like kind of Tommy Doyle's girlfriend, kind of played by Cal Richards, and it is fucking killing me. That I cannot remember. Lindsay. Lindsay Wallace. That's it. The girl that played Lindsay. They're bringing her back. So, you know, bringing back some regular characters. I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Our second piece of horror news, as most people know, they are making a child's play series on the Sci Fi Channel. So we are going to start getting a weekly dose of Chucky. Oh, Lord. And. Jennifer Tilly, who played Tiffany in Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, has signed on to be on the television show. Nice. Yeah, because you saw Bride, right? No. I could have swore you said you saw Bride.
1: No, I've never seen any of the Chucky movies.
0: Who was I talking to? I should have known that. You've never seen anything. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I talking to then? Whatever. Not important. The third one is the one that I'm like really excited about. So like apparently it was announced today that Robert England, Mr. Freddy Krueger himself is teaming up with the travel channel and they're going to do like a, like an unsolved mysteries type thing. Do you remember that show? Did you ever see that show?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: What's an unsolved mysteries type thing. Where he's gonna host it, but it's like true stories about like creepy stuff that happened, and they're gonna do like three creepy like stories like an episode.
2: Hmm.
0: So he's gonna come into people's houses and scare a whole new generation of kids, but without the makeup. <laughs> but
2: Terry <a> bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aw, oh, bitch.
2: <laughs> I can't
0: help it. I do that every fucking time you say that. <laughs> but, but anyway, so yes, those are the big three things that I have found today. So that is our horror news. So do you have anything that you want to add before we get into my soon to be fantastic i'm sure rendition of the plot of town's play
1: um no oh i mean there is kind of one thing (laughs) um if the noise you're probably hearing in the background is my space heater i'm cold
0: (laughs) all right well i mean i've got caden in the living room i'm pretty sure (laughs) dog is gonna jump up at some point I'm at the dining room table, so I'm sure if there's any cataclysmic noise, it's probably going to come from my end.
1: Okay, I'm just really cold, because it's cold outside, so.
0: Oh, and I want to mention, too, we have our first patron. I almost <laughs> forgot, we have our first patron on Patreon, so I got to do the shout-out.
1: Anonymous. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, so super shout-out to... <laughs> tracy or at anonymous on twitter.com she became our first patron as of this morning we are really excited about it
1: hey thanks tracy you're the best
0: (laughs) right and she even sent me a message i just read it a little bit ago she was like i'm so basically like you know i'm so happy to be your first you know patron and maybe other people will start being patrons now because you know it really only takes one to get you started oh yeah
1: that was so sweet of her i know
0: right she is
1: awesome yeah she is awesome
0: so yeah so that that is big news there we have our first patron and then people they're listening to this podcast if you don't have twitter you need to get twitter (laughs) And yeah. if you're on Twitter, you need to be following us at HM Horror Garage because I am having awesome Twitter content like every day. Like, you know, we have like hashtags for movies every day. Like today was hashtag werewolf Wednesday and we were picking what was the best werewolf movie between four, you know, werewolf movies. And I think right. today's was was an American werewolf in London versus the howling Versus late phases versus bad moon, so like those are four. You know, you basically show up, say which one you like out of those four. We have discussions like in the comments about why you're right or why you're wrong. <laughs> and I feel then, like I
1: would like the American Werewolf in London,
0: yeah. You probably would because it's easily the best one out of those four. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an iconic classic for a reason, <laughs> but. <laughs> Not that I don't have a special place in my heart for the howling, but American Werewolf is better. And then for February, since it's woman in horror month, we are running a four bracket style March Madness type elimination of all the final girls in slasher movies. <laughs> <laughs> and today's matchups. Um, We have Ginny from Friday the 13th Part 2 versus Alice Wilcox from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 in Bracket 1. In Bracket 2, we have Maddie from Hush going up against Kirsten from A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. In Bracket 3, we have Sally Hardesty of Texas Chainsaw Massacre going up against Samantha from House of the Devil... And in bracket four, we have Sarah from The Descent going up against Stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. So you can go there. You can vote for each one. Losers get eliminated, and winners go on to go up against another one until there's only one. You know, like the Highlander. There can be only one.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, you've probably never seen that movie either.
1: I know, I have not.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes you. <laughs> Sometimes you really hurt me to my soul. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. So without further ado, let's get into Child's Play. (laughs) Since we know you've never seen it. (laughs) Correct. But you do know who Chucky is.
1: I do know who Chucky is.
0: Well, that's that's something at least. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: know, right? right?
0: (laughs) Okay. So for those that don't know, you know, Child's Play is basically in in the quick version child's play is essentially about a killer doll that comes to life and starts trying to murderize everybody in his quest to once again become human
1: that is just the most who thinks of that
0: um somebody awesome clearly
1: (laughs) but like how do you even like get that idea
0: (laughs) the good idea fairy man like it just comes and it like bops you on the head and then it's like bam idea but anyway, I don't know if you still have your stuff handy, but as it is when we did do any movie, it is time for Haley to do the thing.
1: Oh, shit. I don't have the thing. Hold on. <laughs> 1988.
2: 1988. All right. I hate looking at that doll. <laughs> it's so the goo.
0: Did you say the goo? It's,
1: a, it's so magoo. Oh, <laughs> it just looks like I don't even, I don't even know.
0: I totally uh, thought you said it's the goo.
1: So <laughs> no, like, magoo. What? Okay. All right. You ready?
0: I am ready. I've been All ready.
1: Right. All right. Well, we have Katherine Hicks as Karen Barkley. We have Chris Sarandon, who is Mike Norris. The po-po. <laughs> Alex Vincent, who's Andy Barkley. Brad Doris, <laughs> as uh, Charles Lee Ray, or as known as Chucky. Dina Manoff as Maggie Peterson. Tommy Swardlow. Who
0: goes downtown the hard way, but go ahead. <laughs> huh? I said you were talking about chick as Maggie, and I said who goes downtown the hard way, but continue.
1: Oh. <laughs> um, was, okay, Tommy Swardlow as Jack Santos. Jack Colvin as Dr. Ardmore. And Neil... G- Giantoli. Is that how you say that?
0: Sounds right. Probably right. not, though. But, you know, whatever.
2: As Eddie Caputo.
0: Eddie. So Yeah, that's pretty much our main cast. Yes. So, okay. So the movie just starts off with goodness right away. Because Charles Lee Ray, the infamous... Lake Side, or is it Lake (laughs) Shore? Lake Something Strangler, but I think it's Lakeside. Yeah, infamous Lakeside Strangler. He's on the run from the Popo and Detective Norris, and you know they're basically having a shootout on the late night Chicago streets. (laughs) And he's trying to get away, and he is dressed like pretty sophisticated for a serial killer, with his like long tweed style dress coat. (laughs) (laughs) in his in his long hair but anyway it's like
1: he's sweeney todd
0: oh dude kind (laughs) of but like with way longer hair (laughs) (laughs) and brad Dorff, even young not as pretty as johnny depp (laughs) (laughs) but that's neither here nor there point is he's on the run they're having a shootout And Charles Lee Ray gets wounded. Like, he gets, like, shot in the leg or some shit. (laughs) And, like, he's, like, trying to limp away really fast. And he looks like he's pimp-limping. Like, you know, like, when people do a pimp walk? Yes. They kind of get that dip. (laughs) Yes. That's what he got. Like, he's, like, stunting. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, he got shot. That's that's really messed up. (laughs) And anyway, so, like, he's going and there's a van waiting up ahead that has his partner Eddie Caputo in it who's his like getaway driver. I have never heard of a serial killer having a getaway driver, but you know, we'll go with it.
1: Well, he's Italian. So <laughs> that means he has he's, to be a getaway driver.
0: Wow. I'm
1: Italian. I'm like uh, I'm like 75% Italian. <laughs>
0: So it's not casually racist when you do it?
1: <laughs> I'm not trying to be racist.
0: You are playing in to racial stereotypes. He's <laughs> Italian. Oh. He has to be a getaway driver. Do you know it's how like, many people... It's, you- it's like the mob.
1: <laughs> do you know how many people have set ta- have set have made fun of me talking with my hands? Like, I talk with my hands. You know this. Like, I I've had people... Say so, you know how people make fun of Italian hands. That's what my hands look
0: like. <laughs> I'm well aware. Exactly. But still, not 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 the point. That's not the same as you being like, well, of course he's a getaway driver. He's Italian.
1: Uh, but like <laughs> but people make fun of me for my Italian hands. So what's the difference?
0: There is no difference. That's my point.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> but, but whatever. What? <laughs> so. He's waiting, and another popo car rolls up, so Eddie's like, fuck this, I'm bouncing out. He was like, me in that house. He was like, I ain't. He's like, I ain't about this. And, like, he's like, he drives off, and he's like, Eddie, don't you leave me, Eddie. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and I'm not lying. That's exactly how it comes out. He sounds oh. like a little kid. Oh. So then, like, He drives off. Charles Lee Ray is all wounded. He pimp limps into the toy store. And he's stumbling around in there. And then Detective Norris comes in. You know, and he's like looking around for him. And, you know, they're basically playing cat and mouse through this toy store. But like by this point, Charles Lee Ray has been shot like three or four times. And things are not looking good for our hero. (laughs)
2: Like he's going to (laughs) die.
0: But okay. but not before he screams about how he's gonna get revenge on Eddie and he's gonna get revenge on Detective Norris. I mean like how he was gonna do this when he was gonna be dead, I don't know. <laughs> so okay. so by this point, he's all sweaty and stumbly, like like he needs a fix of like heroin or something. That's gonna stop I'm just saying I've seen it, and he comes stumbling through and stumbles into a whole display of good guy dolls, and you just see the light bulb go off in his eyes, like, I know what I'm gonna do here. okay, so he pulls this this good guy doll out of the box and it turns out our old buddy Charles Lee Ray is, like, big time in the voodoo. I,
1: I just think this movie is so random.
0: Of course you would, because you've never seen it. Okay,
1: but it's, okay, but, like, hear me out. So okay. far, we have we have a serial killer with a getaway driver. It's not like he's robbing a bank.
0: <laughs> right now is my thought. I'm like, it's like, he's not robbing a bank. Why does he need a
1: getaway driver? Exactly. So then, like, that doesn't make any sense. And then, like
0: he was robbing people of their lives I,
1: but like it, it it doesn't even make any sense and then how do you wonder in out of all places a toy store and then like why are you into voodoo and like why does this feel like a mix between like i don't even know like it like i don't even know what how to even well, mix it
0: well why are you into what you're into
1: <laughs> what do you mean i'm not saying into anything i'm no, it's just, I like just, random, like, it's I know, just a random just like, thing in the movie. I
0: mean, you're just like, it's randomly weird that he's in the voodoo. But Yeah,
1: like the whole thing is random. <laughs> Up at, like so far, this whole thing has been like randomly put <laughs> together. Like, oh, like everybody, there's like writers in the room and like each of them had their own ideas. And like, it doesn't even belong all together. Like...
0: It will all make sense later. all right continue okay so he pulls out this doll and he puts like one hand on its head and one on its chest and then he starts going into this like voodoo chant (laughs) and he's like a day to a dembala (laughs) give give me the power i beg of you And then thunder and lightning and clouds start showing up outside. And as he continues on with the chant, which, by the way, if you think shit's random now, watch the movie. Or hell, watch the whole series. Every time he does the voodoo chant, it's different. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yet somehow still achieves the same thing. But anyway. He's getting his channel on so he could pull a Freaky Friday with the doll. And I know you've seen that movie.
2: Yes, with Lindsay Lohan.
0: <laughs> okay. Of course, you've seen the Disney movie, but whatever. <laughs> so, That's a good movie. I won't lie, it is a pretty good movie. <laughs> I mean, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis as the mom. I mean, one.
1: I know, and she's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs>
0: that's funny like you hear jamie lee curtis and you're like she's hilarious i heard jamie lee curtis and i'm like that's laurie Strode from halloween son <laughs> but anyway <laughs> so he's doing that and then the lightning comes down through the skylight of the toy store why the toy store has a skylight don't know but lightning comes down through the skylight knocks the detective backwards off this platform
1: oh yeah because that would just conveniently happen
0: and then the whole like the whole store like explodes like the glasses blow out fire and toys come out onto the road because apparently voodoo chants is some highly flammable shit oh my gosh but anyway so dude pulls himself up because he somehow survives the explosion and he rolls over and he finds the good guy doll pulled out of the box and charles lee ray is laying next to it and he's dead or as you know i like to say (laughs) m-o-o-n that spells dead
1: (laughs) i mean technically it would be his body his soul isn't dead.
0: Well, you know, we we all know what I mean. We all know listen, we're not gonna get into the soul thing, okay? We already did that with Aisha. You already know my thoughts on that. <laughs> so let's just leave that out of this.
1: I know. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> okay, so anyway, now we cut to the next day. And we are introduced to our movie's protagonist. Andy Barkley, age six. Nice. So he's up, he's wearing his little good guy pajamas, and good guys is like one of those it's like those old school 80 cartoons that I know you've never seen because you weren't alive back then. (laughs) 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 Like I was. And he comes in with his good guy pajamas on, and he's all excited to watch the good guy show, and Then he gets sad because it's a repeat. And he's like, I already saw this one. And you can just tell that like he's so crushed about it. Because Andy doesn't really have any friends. And his dad died. So it's just him and his mom. And he goes out to the kitchen. And he's making breakfast in bed for his mom. On his own birthday.
1: That.
0: In the worst way possible. Listen, he makes her a bowl of cereal in which he dumps out pretty much the whole box. He overflows the bowl with milk. He puts three huge spoonfuls of sugar in it, like in the cereal. Doesn't even mix it. He makes her toast, which he completely burns black. And then instead of, like, just, like, you know, like, spreading butter on the toast, he sticks this big spoon into the country crock butter and, like, pulls out a big blob of it like it's freaking ice cream and just, like, throws it on the toast.
2: I mean, it's what
0: she deserves. Well, you know, well, see, you co- no, no, no. See, because you come to find out that she's a single mom and she works, like, all night. So she just wasn't up yet because to be fair, it was 6.30 in the morning.
1: Oh, well, then you should have mentioned that before.
0: I mentioned it now.
1: (laughs) Well, you should have mentioned it before. You made her sound like a horrible person. Like I didn't make her sound like anything. He's making me breakfast.
0: You are the one who decided she (laughs) was horrible without knowing all the facts.
2: Well, yeah, whatever. (laughs)
0: I'm just saying.
2: Continue.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, he he takes this horrible breakfast into his mom, and he's like, you know, he's like, Mommy, wake up! Mommy, wake up! Because there's also, like, there's two presents sitting on, like, the, the chair thing by the window, because, of mm-hmm. course, you feel like, it's his birthday. And... You know, he's super excited. He wants her to get up so he can open them because one of the packages are pretty big and he obviously thinks it's a good guide-all. So he gets her up and she's like, oh, this is a nice breakfast. She's like, but how about I eat this later? (laughs) Because I just wanted to see her face when she tried to eat it. (laughs) But anyway, so she goes out and they like start opening presents and like she gets him clothes And she's, like, talking about how, like, she's, like, super excited, like, oh, I can take these pants in, and they'll fit, and you can have them for a while, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's all, like, not really happy about it. He's not really happy about it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah, he wants to open the big one.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, he opens the big one, and I am trying to remember what it is he got now, but... It was not a good guy doll. Well, and then,
1: how does he get Chucky?
0: Di- Dude, we are getting there. <laughs> God damn, it is just like if we were sitting here watching a movie, you'd be like, It's not a good guy doll. How's he get Chucky? The plot will tell you.
2: Pay <laughs> attention. Shit.
0: <laughs> so anyway. He's, like, super sad because it's not a good guy, Donald. And then, so then, like, you know, she goes to work. And she works at, like, this department in the jewelry section of this department store. Okay. her friend Maggie comes in, and she's like, hey, you know that doll that Andy wanted? And she's like, yeah. She's like, some guy, some peddler in the alley's got one, and I think you could, like, talk him down and get it. So, like, they freaking roll out. She doesn't even bother to clock out or put up a thing that says I'll be right back. <laughs> she just rolls out down of this alley where they find this dude that just straight up has horrible teeth ew well I mean he's homeless it's not like he's practicing good dental hygiene <laughs> but anyway so he's got the doll and he wants like is it 75? something? I don't know but like she's like Maggie's like 50 and he's like or, no, he's, like, 50, and Maggie's, like, 30, and, and she's, like, I'll take it. And Maggie's, like, that's still too much, right? Like, Maggie's kind of, like, extra. <laughs> but anyway, so she buys the doll off of the homeless guy in the alley, and that is Chucky because he got the doll from the blown-up toy store. You see what I'm saying? Yes. All right, so we're on the same page? <laughs> yes. All right, so... They get back upstairs and her boss is like, dude, you can't be leaving the counter. Like, what are you even doing with your life right now? (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, you have to stay over because we don't have anybody to to cover the night shift. And she's like, dude, it's my son's birthday. And he's like, do you like your job?
1: (laughs) What a dick move.
0: (laughs) I know, right? I hate when
1: people are like unnecessary assholes. Like, there's no point to be rude like that.
0: And, and Maggie's like, "I'll cover her shift," and he's like, "He's basically like, you work in shoes." <laughs> but the way he says it is, it's like, "You work in shoes, you fucking peasant." <laughs> like, like that's the tone.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: So she has to stay over, and Maggie's like, "I'll watch Andy. It's all good." and so she goes home and she's got the doll and like she basically wrapped it in like three of the old school paper brown garbage ba- garbage paper brown grocery bags mm-hmm. and like they go in and she's like she hands it to andy and he's just like looking at it and she's like well it's not groceries like open it up so like she he opens it and it's a good guy doll and like he's super happy right Mm-hmm. So, like, he takes it out and he's showing her how it works, you know, and he puts it on the couch and he's like, You know, like, well, my name's Andy. And, like, the doll's like, My name's Chucky and I'll be your friend to the end. Heidi ho.
2: Ha 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 ha. <laughs>
0: and, like, and, like <laughs> she just thinks it's like totally awesome. And then, like, she goes to work, right? So, then this is where the movie, like, does kind of like start, like, I will give Child's Play, I mean, I love Child's Play, don't get me wrong, but like I give it credit as in terms of like movie movies, it does not waste any time getting into like the main plot. Okay. Like, like, like you know how sometimes like you'll watch scary movies and like you'll watch one of my like haunted houses or you'll, or, or like whatever it is about, and it's like the first freaking half or so of the movie is like pretty much the setup, you know, and they're like drawing stuff out. Yeah, like everybody in the position before shit happens, like child's play, like it gets it set up out of the fucking way and it gets to the carnage. Right. (laughs) Because like that all happens. And then it's like Maggie comes over to babysit and like she's sitting there doing stuff and like Andy and Chucky are sitting on the floor and like, you know, like Andy's playing and he has like Chucky sitting against the couch. And then all of a sudden on TV, they're like they start talking about Charles Lee Ray. right and like how he died and like how the police caught up to his accomplice eddie caputo and the chucky doll like turns its head toward toward the tv yeah and then maggie's like it's time for bed and andy's like okay and like then like you see him like in the background like he leans toward chucky like chucky saying something but you don't hear it and then he's like aunt maggie Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news, and Maggie's like, nah, <laughs> you tell Chucky it's time for bed. <laughs> so, so, like, she takes them both and puts them in bed. And, well, no, well I'm sorry. They start getting ready for bed, and, like, Andy's in there brushing his teeth. And she's like, are you brushing your teeth? And he's like, yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, the TV turns on, and it's, like, super loud, and it's the news. And, like, she turns around, and the Chucky doll is sitting on the couch watching the news. <laughs> so like she grabs the doll and like you know like she looks at Andy and she was like why would you put the doll on the couch like that when I told you it was bedtime and he was like I he was, like I, I didn't you know and of course you know she doesn't believe him and Chucky really wants to watch the 9 o'clock news okay <laughs> like <laughs> he wants to find out what's up with Eddie Caputo so she goes out and like she's cleaning stuff up And then like she starts hearing stuff and she's like looking around and then she turns around and you don't see Chucky at this point because, you know, it's still early in the morning, but she like early in the morning. It's still early in the movie. (laughs) And you just like see her like react to seeing something and then she gets hit in the face with a little good guy's hammer (laughs) And she stumbles backwards over the kitchen table and falls out and, like, falls out the window. What? Yeah, dude. That Six is stories. so. What? Big stories.
1: That hammer. Right now. That hammer has to be so tiny.
0: It is tiny, but he smacked the shit out of her with it, apparently. What? That and she so... just falls all the way down, lands on a car, explodes out the windows. She's dead.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. Murder number one by the Chucky doll. Oh my
1: goodness.
0: <laughs> so then we cut to um, his mom gets off work, right? Like she gets off the bus, it's all late, and she comes around the corner and sees like police and ambulance and like all this shit like outside of her apartment. So like you know she goes running through, goes running upstairs. They're like, "What? Well, what the hell are you doing?" She's like, "I live here, bitch, move." <laughs> <laughs> I mean not really but you know.
1: Right. That,
0: that's how I would have wrote it. <laughs> but anyway, she gets in there and like she's looking for Andy cuz she sees all the cops and she's like, "Yo, like where's my kid?" Well, she finds Andy and like he's in the um his bedroom with a Chucky doll talking to Detective Norris. And you know, they step out and he's like, she's like, "Where's Maggie?" and he's like, um, Maggie's dead." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> like Say those words to me again. <laughs> like, like she's got nothing. And he's like, Yeah, she fell out the window. And so, you know, they're talking about that. And then, like, they go out into the kitchen and the the flour, like, on the counter is spilled.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's, like, little footprints, like, with, like, good guy, you know, like the bomb of the good guy shoe. You know, yeah. so it says, like, good guys, it's got, like, little tools and stuff. And it's, like, up on the counter. And, you know, Norris is like, Why would, you know, Andy be up on, the, up on the counter, you know, type thing. And then he wants to see, like, he goes, well, she's like, what are you implying? You know, and he's like, I'm, I'm not implying anything. He's like, besides, like, I went through your son's closet, like, none of his shoes, you know, match, like, those footprints, like, with the stuff that's on the bottom.
2: Right.
0: And then Andy comes out with Chucky, and the detective notices that he has good guy pajamas on, Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, what's on your feet there? And he's like, oh, they're a good guy pajama sneakers. And he's like, can I see the bottom of them? And, like, that's pretty much, like, what's in the what's in the flower. And, like, at this point but, – but, but the bottom of Andy's feet are, like, clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it was him on the counter, like, there would have been white shit, like, on the bottom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then by this time, like, mom's had enough. She's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, you ain't going to come in here and accuse my son of murdering my friend. And she's like, I want to spend time with my son, who I'm sure is upset, you know, over what happened. And she kicks everybody out. And then, like, just before they leave, like, Andy comes out and he's like, I know who was on the counter. And the title of is like, who? He's like, it was Chucky, you know? And of course, they don't believe him.
2: But then, like,
0: he, like, goes back in his room and, like, the Chucky doll is, like, sitting in a rocking chair. And he was like, you were right. They didn't believe me. And then you see, like, the bottom of Chucky's feet and you see, like, the flower. (laughs)
1: oh my gosh it's like so corny <laughs> you shut your whore mouth <laughs> it
0: is not
1: like of course like it probably had like the corny like like music
0: <laughs> no there was no music not oh, at all I'm shocked. So how, about that, I'm shocked. how about that i'm shocked how about that i'm shocked The next day and like this is crazy because like <laughs> this kid is so lucky that like he does not get murdered <laughs> not no listen not by just the chucky doll because like the next day like his mom takes him to school now keep in mind he is six years old right and he yeah. rolls up to school and he's carrying his chucky doll right yeah so you know he's like i love you have fun at school bah, bah, bah like he starts to go in he waits for her to leave and then like he and chucky bounce out and like they get on the freaking l train in chicago and like they go down to the fucking ghetto what like 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 abandoned houses like nobody lives out here like (sighs) like like just a six-year-old boy by himself with a doll doll well, it turns out that in this one abandoned house, that's where Eddie Caputo's hiding out. Oh. And apparently that's where like him and you know, when Charles was alive, that was where him and Eddie hung out because I have to assume that's the only way that like, you know, Chucky would have known that. So mm-hmm. like they go down there and like you see Chucky's hand and like he like turns on the oven and then like blows out the pilot light so that like, you know, the place fills with gas. Mm-hmm. And Andy notices, like, like, okay, so Eddie Caputo hears somebody messing around, and he pulls out this fucking hand cannon of a gun. <laughs> like, his gun is fucking huge. And, like, starts going through the house. It's around this time that Andy realizes that Chucky's missing, because I think he was, like, peeing, and he comes back, and Chucky's not sitting in the rocking chair in the field. Oh, my goodness. So he goes off looking for Chucky. And, you know, he goes past the abandoned house. Eddie almost, like, steps out and, like, fucking blows him away. But, like, he realizes it's a little kid, you know, and, like, stops himself. Mm-hmm. But then, like, he keeps, like, hearing noises and shit. And, like, he kicks the kitchen door open. And for whatever reason, instead of just sticking his head in to see what's going on, he kicks the kitchen door open and then's like, kaboom, with his gun. <laughs> And because of the gas from the stove, explosion. And I don't mean a, a little explosion. Like, the whole fucking house, like, caves in on itself. Because okay, it was-
2: where was Chucky? So, anyway.
0: <laughs> where was Chucky? Well, that's what I'm saying. He finds him outside. Oh. I mean, because, like, by this point, like, I mean, like, Andy knows that Chucky is alive. Okay. But like just nobody like believes him. Okay. Like you know what I mean? But like Eddie's dead now. Like he's dead. Right. So then we go to the police station because surprise, surprise, like Detective Norris picked up Andy and Chucky and he's she's like, dude, he was like rolling around (laughs) like down in the ghetto (laughs) with this doll and like Andy's like pretty much telling him like, you know, like, oh yeah, we went down there because Chucky was looking for Eddie and you know, blah 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 blah. And like about this, it's right about this time that they decide Andy is like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so they take him away from his mom and they put him in like a um like a hospital. You know, so that he could be like monitored because they think that like he's pretty much a psycho that's killed two people by this point. Oh Lord. <laughs> Even though he's only six years old. And then then, like the whole story about a walking doll, they're like, nah, we don't, we're not believing that. So yeah. So they lock him away. And she, you know, he's like, it was Chucky, right? So like, she takes the doll home, you know, because she, well, she tells him, she's like, you gotta make, stop, make, you guys stop making up stories, you know, or they're going to take you away from me, which, you know, they do. And Mm -hmm. she takes the Chucky doll home. But, like, I mean, you know how, like, a mom is. Like, she's like, yeah, I don't believe that my son's doing this. So, like, she takes the Chucky doll home, and, like, she's, like, poking it in the face, and she's like, talk. You know, she's like, talk, damn it. (laughs) And, like, she goes to check out, like, the the good guy box that he came in. Mm -hmm. And when she lifts it up, the batteries fall out
1: oh that's so freaky <laughs>
0: so she realizes that chucky has been walking and talking this whole time with no batteries so like she goes in and like snatches him up and she's like talk talk damn it and like he won't talk so then like she turns on the gas in the fireplace lights a match turns the fucking fireplace on and she's like talk god damn it or i'm gonna throw you in the fire and, like, he just comes to his, to life in her hands. And he's like, you stupid bitch. You slut.
1: Oh, my gosh. And
0: starts, like, kicking and wiggling and, and, and shit. <laughs> and it was like, I looked at my wife and I was like, I like how he comes to life. And he's like, you bitch slut. <laughs> like, so, so, like, they start fighting. And, like, she throws him across the room. And then, like, he gets up and runs at her, and he bites her on the arm. Ew. Yeah. And then, like, he runs out the apartment, and like, she starts running after him, and like, he's going like down the elevator, and like, she's going down the stairs, but she can't, ki- she can't keep up. And by the time she gets to the bottom, like, he's gone. Like, he's out of the apartment. He's fucking out. He's bounced deuces. But
1: like, who doesn't see a that big doll like <laughs> running in the streets? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know, because, I mean, they don't really show that. Like, she comes out and, like, looks around, and, like, he's just, he's gone. Okay, well, there's not many
1: places he could have gone. Dude, he's, like, low to the ground. He could, like, roll under a car. He could be anywhere. I, I know, but, like, who wouldn't notice that? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like there,
0: it's not like there was a ton of people on the street looking for the doll, man.
1: <laughs> well, no, I'm not just saying looking for the doll. Like, just even getting a glimpse of it. Like, when you just be like, what
0: like (laughs) like what the fuck is happening why is that yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly that's
0: just that's not the way it was written all right
1: okay
0: so she she's like okay like I got proof Chucky's alive and she like pretty much goes back to the police station and she was like look Annie's not lying it was the doll Chucky's alive and like detective Norris is like bitch you are crazy (laughs) and she's like and she's like look and, like, she, like, lifts up the sleeve of her arm to show, like, this nasty purple bruise, like, bite. And he was like, what happened? And she's like, Chucky bit me. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he's Wait, like, like, and I'm
1: like, like,
2: he believes her? Or? No,
0: like, this bitch right here. She cray. And he was like, he's, so he's just like, good night, Miss Barkley. And, you know, she's like, you said you didn't like loose ends. Well, I'm a loose end, so you can't... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the words of my wife, that comes later. That comes later. (laughs) Basically, he don't believe her, and she was like, I'm going to go find the peddler who gave me the doll, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And he was like, you do not want to go down there this time of night. No. (laughs) But she's like, I don't care. My son is innocent. I'm going downtown. (laughs) So she gets in the cab and she goes downtown and she and then like so like we started seeing like all these shots of like her basically asking all the homeless people if like they've seen this guy and like she keeps pointing at her teeth basically saying he's got fucked up teeth (laughs) so like she finally finds him and she was like hey um," she's like I'm not going to hurt you like I just want to know like where you got the doll and he was like, well, how much do you got? Like, you know, like money. And like she pulls it out and like she only has like a couple of ones. And she's like, and he holds that. And he was like, this isn't enough. And she's like, well, it's all I got. And he's like, "All you got. He's like, that's not all you got. And basically tries to rape her. Ew. Yeah. And like he gets grabbed up and smacked up. And here's Detective Norris. He followed her. Because he knew she was gonna get into some shit,
2: um, and so he throws the
0: homeless dude down. And he's like, "Answer the question: Where'd you get the doll?" And he's like, "I got it from some burnt-out toy store." And he's like, "Oh shit!" But he's still really not like on the train yet, because then like they go back to the station, and she was like, "You heard him. He got it from the toy store, and I saw the look on your face when he said that. You know, like." What happened? And he was like, "Well, that's where Charles Lee Ray died." And she was like, "How do you know?" And he was like, "Well, because I was there. I was the one that killed him." And she was like, "Well, see, don't you get it? Like, Chuck Charles Charles is in the Dodge Chucky." And he's like, mm, "No." And he's like, and she's like, "But he said that he was going to kill you and Eddie Caputo, and Eddie's dead, so you're next." And he's like, "Good night." <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when she she's like i'm a loose end you know you can't you don't like loose ends blah 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 so he drops her off at home and then he does go back to the office and he pulls charles lee ray's Uh foul and he leaves the office and he's in the car and chucky pops up in the back seat
1: of course he does
0: (laughs) and like he puts like these wires like across around his throat and he's like pulling and he tries to hit the brake but hits the gas instead. So like, they're like zooming down the fucking streets of downtown Chicago, fucking hitting everything that moves. <laughs> and a lot of stuff that doesn't move. And like, he's like trying to choke him out and like he gets a hold of the wires and then like he starts like sticking a knife through the seat like trying to stab him until eventually How? like- How? <laughs> it's like a butcher knife, dude.
1: But he's so tiny. <laughs>
0: It's a movie, Haley.
1: Okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> you whatever. You know, if you would watch some of these movies, you would understand <laughs> the majesty.
1: The majesty. <laughs> the majesty.
0: <laughs> what does that even mean? The awesomeness. Oh my, <laughs> dude, you're the one who's been to England and is, and is like obsessed with like the Royals and stuff, and you're going to tell me you don't understand what the majesty means? the majesty of the movie <laughs> yeah like who even are you right now <laughs> whatever <laughs> so anyway he starts trying to stab him and like he wrecks, like he wrecks the car and it lands on the on like the roof and then wait
1: what lands on the roof the
0: car like it like flips it oh, and oh. It, up, it like lands on the roof so then like this is where like he gets his first look at chucky you know because like he tries to stab him and then like he starts running around the car like while he's shooting at him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then like he tries to like rush like through the front window and he shoots him in the arm. And like you shoots see like
2: Chucky
1: in the arm. He,
0: like yeah, like detect him or shoots Chucky in the arm. And it's so funny because like it's like a 38 revolver and like he's like this little doll, so it blows him like fifteen feet backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like twists his whole body around. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> but anyway and he like see stuffing fly out
1: oh my goodness and
0: then like he reaches for his arm and like it hurts and he's bleeding Ooh, he's like what the fuck because like at that point he figured he was a doll like you know and like a toy can't die so he figured he was like a mortal yeah so it is at this point that chucky decides to go visit the guy that taught him voodoo and wait so the
1: detective's still alive
0: yes the detective is still alive he did he did not get the detective (laughs) because basically once he got shot and it hurt he was like fuck this i'm out
1: (laughs) yeah
0: so the detective goes back to andy's mom and he's like you were right chucky's alive you know blah 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 Mm -hmm. and they both come to the same conclusion that he is going to go to the voodoo guy because the voodoo guy has like a record so okay. now it's basically a race between the three of them to see who's going to get to the voodoo guy first and well chucky gets there <laughs> and like this is the first is, so chucky gets there and he's like what do you think like you know like because you know he put his body in like another you know, his soul in another body mm-hmm. and he was like why am i bleeding you know why does it hurt? I did not think anybody could hurt me. And like the dude's pretty much like, well, the longer you spend in that doll, the more human you become. And Ew. he's like, so you mean I'm going to be stuck like being this size forever. And he's like, How do I get out? How do I get out of this body? And he was like, I'm not telling you shit because you're an abomination and you need to die.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> Basically. So then, like Chucky pulls out this voodoo doll. What of the doll of the dude? And like. What? yeah and he like breaks the leg and dude's leg breaks and then he breaks the arm and dude's arm breaks and he like pulls out this little toy looking knife and he's basically like you're gonna tell you what i need to know i'm gonna stab the shit out of you and dude's like fine he's like i'll tell you he's like in order to get out of the body you have to put your soul into the the, the first person that you told your secret to like so basically like the first person that he told he was alive. So the six-year-old boy. Oh, that's messed up. Cause yeah, Chucky's like, ha, 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 ha I'm gonna be six years old again. And then I he stabs that. Dude anyway, because he's a dick. <laughs> so then by the time the mom and the detective get there, like dude's pretty much dying. But like with his last breath, he basically tells him, like, you know, about how he has to put his soul into the boy. And so they're like, "Oh shit, we got to go save Andy." So then we cut to like the mental place and like Andy's looking out the window and like he sees Chucky coming up the staircase. <laughs> like on the other side. So like he starts like screaming and stuff, you know, he's like, "Chucky's here, he's coming to kill me." You know, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and um and they're like, "Yeah, you're crazy. We don't we don't care." <laughs> so <laughs> my lord so then like chucky breaks in and he finds out which room andy's in and he steals the keys and he goes and lets himself in andy's room and andy's pretty smart for a six-year-old because you see like a lump on the bed and like chucky jumps off on there and when he pulls the sheet back like it was a pillow so like you know andy made it look like he was in bed right and then like andy like bounce takes the keys and runs out of the room and like locks chucky in but then chucky gets out because of course he does and like andy's running and he's like trying to hide from chucky right so like he runs into like this operating room looking thing and like he's trying to hide and then like the doctor comes in and you know because in movies like this doctors are dumb like he's gonna put andy to sleep he's like you're having a fit blah 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 i'm gonna give you this shot and you'll be all right and and he's like nah dude like this dog's trying to kill me and he's like nobody's trying to kill you but then like chucky comes out and slices the doctor's achilles you ever notice how they have that in scary movies all the time like that shit hurts
1: right Like, you notice that i mean i don't see as many scary movies to notice it though
0: I swear, like, getting the Achilles cut should be its own trope at this point. (laughs) I've never really seen it. That's because you don't watch scary movies, like you just said. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You need to broaden your horizons. I'm aware. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, listen, that would be a great episode. What? We should pick, like, two horror movies that we've (laughs) talked about on here that you have not seen actually have you watch them and then do another episode where we talk about those two again. But now you can like offer your insights because you've seen them.
1: (laughs) I mean, from how you're just describing it, it just makes me like not
0: want to see it. But you need to watch it.
1: (laughs) I mean, do I need to? You need to. (laughs) I mean, do I need to?
0: You Need to. But anyway, anyway, Achilles cut on a doctor, makes him fall to the floor, and then Chucky puts like the electroshock therapy thing on dude's head and basically cranks it all the way up and like fries him.
1: That's so messed up.
0: (laughs) And so Andy bounces out, and by the time the cops get, like, by the time the detective and the mom get there, like, basically, they're told that Andy has escaped, and now they've blamed the death of the doctor on him. So now, if you're keeping track in the movie, this six year old has a three person body count. Wait,
1: the doctor?
0: Yeah, the doctor. He's the one that just got electrocuted.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. So, like, they blame Andy for that, too. So, like, now, like, it, it's basically like everyone's saying this six year old is straight up ice three people. <laughs> And the mom asks, like, one of the other, like, little kids that are there if, like, she's seen Andy and or, or Chucky. And, like, the girl's, like, basically said that, like, you know, she's seen both. And the detective's, like, okay, well, where would he go? And she's, like, well, I always told him that if he was in trouble to go home. So Andy goes home. And, like, he, like, blocks off the door. You know, he, like, puts, like, a bench and a sled in front of it. And then, like, he goes and hides in his closet with a baseball bat. And, like, Chucky's coming up the frickin' elevator. And there's, like, this old man and old lady in there. And she's like, somebody left their doll in the in the elevator. And he's like, leave it alone. They realize it's missing. They'll come back for it. And, like, they walk out. And she's like, it's an ugly doll. And then, like, the <laughs> elevator starts going up. And he's like, fuck you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so like he goes all the way to the top and he uses the chimney to get in he comes down the chimney like a two foot tall murderous Santa Claus
1: oh my gosh that just seems a little extreme
0: you seem a little extreme <laughs> and he ki- Look, <laughs> the best part is he comes down and he kicks the gate in and you can so totally tell that they either have a ten year old like dressed up with a chucky head, or it's a <laughs> midget. I don't know. No way. Is. Yes, because it's way too big and muscular to be a doll.
1: You have to send me like
0: a clip of it, oh, or you can just watch it and see it in all its glory. <laughs> so he kicks the thing in, and now he's in the apartment,
1: <laughs> and he's and back to regular size.
0: He's back to regular size. <laughs> so he finds Andy. And they're fighting. And, like, he gets the bat off of him. And then Andy starts, like, Andy runs away. And then he, like, starts looking around. And, like, Chucky pops up behind him and hits him in the head with the bat and knocks him out. Ugh, oh, burp. <laughs> <laughs> so now Andy's knocked out and helpless. And Chucky starts getting his voodoo curse saying on again and it's different from the first time he says it in the movie and here comes the thunder and the lightning but the mom and the detective get there and they bust through the door and you know they stop Chucky from transferring his soul and like an epic battle ensues
1: between this one doll and both of them
0: (laughs) yes between (laughs) two adults and a doll
1: I like how you said it's like an epic battle and it was just like them three.
0: (laughs) It is an epic battle. No, because listen, you don't understand. (laughs) Because Chucky starts fucking them up.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: (laughs) And basically he's fucking them up. And then Andy comes to and they end up putting Chucky into the fireplace and she's like holding up the gate while he's trying to get out and she turns on the gas and she goes to reach for the matches but like you know she can't get them, so you know she's like she tells andy to get them, and like dude he's like kicking the screen and shaking and like unleashing a stream of profanities that would make a sailor blush (laughs) and then like andy lights the match and like he just stops and he's like no andy don't we're friends to the end remember that's so weird and Andy's like this is the end friend (laughs) and throws the match in and lights Chucky up like a fucking barbecue (laughs) and he starts like screaming and like he kicks the gate down and he comes stumbling out on fire (laughs) and like goes like running down the hall and then eventually just like lays down and keeps burning so they're like "All right, cool like Chucky's dead. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Let me guess. He's not. No, he's not. <laughs> okay, but how?
0: <laughs> because, listen. <laughs> I, I may have forgot to mention something. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So I'm going to mention it now. When Mr. Voodoo Dude was dying, he said the only way to kill Chucky was to destroy his heart. <laughs> so they <laughs> have to shoot him in the heart. <laughs> Hmm. and this and fire shoot somebody in the heart no no it doesn't but
1: like does it stay gone
0: No. so listen, listen. so like now he's burned and he's like yeah. all blackened and shit and he gets up and he starts coming for him again and the mom grabs the gun and like she shoots off his arm she shoots off his leg and like she shoots off his head oh my gosh (laughs) but she doesn't shoot him in the heart (laughs) like now he's like laying in the hallway he's missing an arm he's missing a leg he's missing a head and they go into the bedroom to find detective Norris because like he was knocked out and his partner comes in and he's like what the fuck is going on in here and like dude's like the doll's alive it's out in the hallway don't fucking touch it (laughs) so what does dude do touch it he goes out in the hallway he picks up the head brings it into the bedroom sits it on the tv and like starts poking it and he's like this is like a doll's head this thing is not alive what the hell are you talking about well then the vent behind him pops open and chucky's like half mangled body comes out and grabs him (laughs) by the throat
1: Oh of course.
0: And and he got and it's like choking him. And then like the chucky head on the TV is like, choke him, kill him.
2: Kill him.
1: (laughs) Okay, but like how can he grab him by the throat if he has really tiny hands?
0: Because they're made of like metal? (laughs) Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. (laughs) Okay, like he grabs him by the windpipe. Are you are you happy now?
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes more sense. (laughs) Whatever.
0: So he grabs him. The the Chucky has like kill him, shoot him, you know, like choke him, you know, thing. And like the head gets knocked across the room, and then like they're like he's like trying to get it off, and the detective gets it off and throws the body across the room, and like it gets up and starts trying to come after him again, and Detective Norris like shoots it in the heart, and like it flies like ten feet backwards, and blood like goes everywhere. So like now so he like.
2: They-
1: how did they make the other Chuckies?
0: I will get to that. <laughs> <laughs> you so, better
1: hurry because I'm about to
0: fall asleep. <laughs> oh my god! Whatever. <laughs> so it's over. And they're like, see, I told you. And like the, and like his partner was like, Okay, like you're right, but like who's gonna believe me? And then, like, that's pretty much how it ends, and it turns out nobody believes him because in Child's Play 2, and he's in a foster home. But whatever!
1: Why? Because they took him away from his mom! That's messed
0: up. And you see at the beginning of the second one that, like, somehow, it's been forever since I watched it, but, like, basically somehow, like, his body gets to the factory, and, like, they strip it down and like they melt him <laughs> and basically like you like melt him like into like plastic to like you know make a new doll mm-hmm. but like his blood is in it so like his blood gets into like gets into the vat of plastic so oh. since his blood's in it that's weird yeah, it's, it's craziness and then <laughs> he shows up at andy's foster home wreaking havoc but child's play too that is for another time
1: <laughs> yes for sure
0: (laughs) but I love child's play even if you hate on it
1: (laughs) whatever I'm not hating (laughs) on it I'm just saying like it
0: totally totally sounds like you're hating on it
1: (laughs) I'm not hating on
0: it alright so (laughs) before we get into Annabelle would you like to tell us something of yours
1: Of course. So I will be the first one I'll talk about is the Island of the Dolls because
2: that's really interesting. Oh, shit. Well, while
0: you're looking at that, I have my uh, my second bracket up, you know, of the final girls. And bracket two's first matchup is between Maddie from Hush and Kirsten from A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. And the last time I looked, Kirsten was up like 100% to zero with two votes. And now with five votes in, it is 60-40, Kirsten. So it looks like Maddie's making a little bit of a comeback, y'all. <laughs>
1: All right, I got it working. All right, good shit. <laughs> okay. So, I can't...
2: <laughs> I can't pronounce the canals. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, there, it's in Mexico,
1: so I just... I can't... I don't, and I don't want to butcher a name, so... Um.
0: And if we were in the same room, I'd be able to, like, read that for you, but we're not... <laughs>
1: Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm going to say Island of the Dolls.
0: All right. So, the
1: there thing. was a one... What?
0: <laughs> I said, okay, do the thing.
1: I, well, I am.
0: <laughs> All right. So,
1: there was one guy. His, he was a hermit. His name was Don Julian. And he lived on a small island within the canal system there. And he... It, the story that so long ago goes that he uh found a body of a little girl floating by the island his island home okay um he said no evidence exists to provide the hermit found a body and many believe he dreamed of it so no one really knows if it's true or not but um either way he says that it, it he swore that it was very real um and then soon after i guess he witnessed the drowned child he uh spotted the doll in the water and to honor her and her spirit he and to protect his home from anything else to happen like that he put the toy on a nearby tree um so but apparently one doll offering wasn't enough because another plastic face uh like Drifted by in the water, which was like really freaky. Um Wait, like and it,
0: plastic faces in the water.
1: Kinda like there's doll there was just another doll in the water. I don't know. There was just like a bunch of dolls like coming up in the water. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, and he would <laughs> like idea. Yeah, and he'd like hung them and put them around he, like they're still there, and he hung them and put them around like all the trees and everything
0: all right so dudes just like fishing bodies out of the water fishing fishing dog bodies out of the water and hanging them on trees
1: um for the most part yeah
0: <laughs> he sounds like a serial killer but continue
1: <laughs> well no because there's like a a story that there's like a fish or something
2: that uh, lives in the water and it's supposed to have like a magical
0: all right i believe you go ahead
2: <laughs> i'm j- hey i'm just saying
0: i'm but, just uh, saying it's, what, what is it you said what is it you said about my stuff it seems kind of random
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyways um the site is actually funny because it's only available by boat okay Um, So I don't know how a little girl could have drawn there if it's only
2: accessible by boat, unless someone was, you know. So
0: (laughs) people are like purposely getting on boats to go out here to throw dolls in the water.
1: I don't know. Maybe they just came up in the water. I don't know.
0: I don't think dolls just show up in the water like somebody had a bone there yet.
1: Well, people apparently who visit the island um, claim that the dolls whisper to them. And visitors are often encouraged to leave a doll
0: offering while they're there. (laughs) That's messed up. (laughs) I'm sure dude don't just want dolls in his water all the time.
1: Oh, well, no, it's like they're on the island, like you hang it on the tree.
2: I see. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like, it's, they're hanging all over the trees and, like, uh, the branches and, it, like, around the house and um, everything like that. Like, there was, like, a little shed full oh, of dolls.
0: So it's, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of dolls.
1: Uh, I guess. I've never seen that movie either,
0: so...
2: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, continue. So, So why why are the dolls like supposedly whispering like
2: I don't know
1: (laughs) it doesn't say
0: this is not very good research
1: (laughs) they're just they're haunted
0: (laughs) it's the spirit of the water so like people are like purposely bringing haunted dolls to this island
1: (laughs) no they're not no it's the spirit of the water
0: Okay, but if they're bringing the dolls to the island and they're not really putting them in the water anymore, they're just hanging them on the trees, how's the spirit of the water getting in the dolls?
2: I don't know. How did the girl end up in the river? Well, I'm guessing she probably
1: fell
0: in. (laughs) I mean, I know that's (laughs) crazy, but I'm guessing that's probably what happened.
1: (laughs) But what if it wasn't what happened?
0: Then somebody pushed her in. (laughs) There's really only two options.
1: I mean, that would be pretty messed up if someone put her in.
0: Well, messed up stuff happens all the time.
1: <laughs> well, that shouldn't happen all the time.
0: It definitely should not. <laughs> we are in agreement. <laughs> all right, so you done? Okay, so we got all the dolls. Yes. What? Okay, so then you got Robert the doll and the real Annabelle doll. Yes. So... Do you want to do the real Annabelle doll, and then I do Annabelle, or do you want me to do Annabelle, and then you do the Annabelle doll and the Robert doll?
1: Um, I think I'll do.
0: I'll.
1: I think I'll do the real Annabelle doll first, since it's the original story
0: So we can compare. Yes, makes sense.
1: <laughs> okay. I might have to look this up on my phone. So,
0: I mean, you still having internet issues?
1: I am having internet issues and I don't know why.
0: It doesn't like you.
1: For some weird reason.
0: It's like, this bitch don't like child's to so Fuck up <laughs>
2: Okay, so the doll in the movie, it says, it's like a, kind of like goes along,
1: this is really good because it goes along the lines of the movie as well, like they talk about this when the movie came out, you know what I mean? Yes. Okay, so it says, the doll in the movie is a frightening looking porcelain doll in a child's image um, with long hair and the real Annabelle, the one in like the actual museum um, is a classic Raggedy Ann doll with I red hate, yarn hair.
0: I was going to say, a raggedy ass looking bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's really creepy looking, like even in the old pictures. Uh, but it says that they it, they claim that she's inhabited by an inhuman spirit, and there's a warning on the glass not to touch it.
0: <laughs> so just like in the Conjuring movie. I guess so. Well, I mean, you've seen The Conjuring, right?
1: Yeah, but, it, but it's been a long time since I've seen it.
0: Yeah, basically, they have her like in a glass container, and it says, like, do not open. It's like, like basically, like, warning, do not open the door for, like... Oh, anything.
1: yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Um. So it says one museum goer who ignored the warnings and taunted the doll died in a motorcycle crash shortly after being told to leave the museum. Well, shit. <laughs> uh, it says the movie is the, is a prequel to The Conjuring, based on uh, the real life case
2: involving the doll. Um... <laughs> okay, okay, but
0: like, where did the like the doll start? Like, whose was it? Like, why do they think there's an inhuman spirit in it?
1: Um, my hey Siri. <laughs> Can you? I'm here. <laughs> Can you tell me the origin of
2: Annabelle? <laughs> here are matches for Annabelle. Annabelle. Annabelle comes
1: home. <laughs> no, don't read it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now we have audio of you arguing with Siri. <laughs>
1: i don't know it's not telling me it's just telling me the description of the movie
2: siri you suck (laughs) i cannot with you right now Like, I cannot, like, I cannot even with you right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Annabelle, just how real is the true story of the haunted doll behind the horror franchise?
1: I don't know, because, and
2: Lorraine Warren made her up. So, like, it could be all fake. (laughs) I mean, I
0: guess that's one way to look at it.
1: Okay, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go.
0: Did you find it? Okay, because I I had articles ready to go.
1: No, I found it. So it says that um, a student nurse was given the doll in 1968. They say the doll behaved strangely and that that a psychic medium told the student that the doll was inhabited by a spirit of a dead girl named Annabelle. They say that the student and her roommate tried to accept and nurture the, the spirit-obsessed doll, but the doll reportedly exhibited malicious and frightening behavior. It was at this point that the Warrens say they were first con- they were first contacted and that they removed the doll from to or they removed the doll to their museum after pronouncing it demonically possessed. The doll is kept in a glass box
2: at the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut.
1: so i mean i guess no one really knows what exactly
0: all right well I'm... i will share with you what i've got okay okay so it's pretty much like you said with the nurses right you know and like how it's like a, a, a raggedy ann type doll and let's see okay so according to the famed demonologist couple the doll is responsible for two near-death experiences one fatal accident and a string of demonic activities spanning almost 30 years.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And it says the first can be allegedly be traced back to 1968 when Annabelle was brand new. The story was told to the Warrens by two young women and was retold for years after by the Warrens. And well, I just want to say real quick that I'm getting this from... All that's interesting.com and it is the story of the real Annabelle doll from The Conjuring is more disturbing than the movie article by Katie Serena. So, you know, just giving a citation there, you know, since I'm basically reading it. <laughs> huh. But, um, okay, it says, as the story goes, the Annabelle doll had been a gift to a young nurse named Donna or Deidre, depending on the source, from her mother for her 28th birthday. Donna, apparently thrilled with the gift, bought it back to her apartment that she shared with another young nurse named Angie. At first, the doll was in an adorable accessory, sitting on a sofa in the living room and greeting visitors with her colorful, colorful facade. But before long, the two women began to notice that Annabelle seemed to move about the room of her own accord. Donna, Donna would leave her on the living room sofa before leaving for work, only to come home in the afternoon and find her in the bedroom with the door shut. the roommate would also often find notes left throughout the home reading help me according to the women the notes were written on parchment were written on parchment paper which the girls did not keep in the home furthermore Angie's boyfriend known only as Lou was in the apartment one afternoon while Donna was out and heard rustling in her room as if as if someone had broken in upon inspection he found no sign of forced entry but found the Annabelle, Annabelle doll lying face down on the ground Suddenly, he felt searing pain on his chest and looked down to find bloody claw marks running across it. Two days later, they had vanished without a trace. Following Lou's traumatic experience, the women invited a medium over to help solve their seemingly spiritual problem. The medium held a seance and told the women that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a deceased child named Annabelle, whose body had been found years earlier on the site where their apartment building had been built the medium claimed that the spirit was benevolent and simply wanted to be loved and cared for the two young nurses reportedly felt bad for the spirit and consented to allow her to take up permanent residence in the doll you dumb bitches that's like really sad though it is but like you can't you don't invite you don't invite spirits or stuff take up residence anywhere i know but it's a little girl i know i get that but it's like i don't know maybe it's just because like i've seen so many of these movies it's like like you know, like vampires like evil evil shit always has to be invited in like you know what i mean yes so it's like if it's allowing to take up if it's asking for permission to take up like that would just that would just set my alarms off i'm just saying
1: i mean yeah but it's a little girl and i kind of feel really bad
0: yeah but it says (laughs) as far as far as the warrens were concerned that was where the young nurses troubles started the warrens believed that there was actually a demonic force in search of a human host within annabelle and not a benevolent force it says the Warren said spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object. And this is what occurred in the Annabelle case. The spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being al- alive in order to get recognition. Truly the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll. It was looking to possess a human host. Ew. And it says, be that as it may, the young nurses were yet unaware of the purported demons intentions and in an attempt to get rid to rid their home of Annabelle doll spirit, they, they called on an Episcopal, uh, Episcopal priest known as Father Hegan. Hegan contacted his superior, a father cook, who alerted the Warrens. Immediately, the Warrens alleged to know what was happening. They noted all signs of demonic possession, including teleportation, the doll moving on its own, materialization, the parchment paper notes, and the mark of the beast loose-clawed chest. The Warrens subsequently ordered an exorcism of the apartment to be performed by Father Cook. Then they took Annabelle out of the apartment into our final resting place in their occult museum in the hopes that her demonic reign would finally end. They They would later claim they were wrong. And then it says, like, other hauntings by the Annabelle doll. It says Annabelle looks like an average, raggedy Ann. And basically it says, following her removal from... Dawn and Angie's apartment, the Warrens noted several other paranormal experiences involving the doll, the first just minutes after they took possession of her. Oh, that's so freaky. Yeah, like after the exorcism, the Warrens buckled Annabelle into the backseat of their car and vowed not to take the highway in case she still had some kind of power over them. However, even the safer back roads proved too risky for the couple. On their way home, Lorraine claimed that the brakes either stalled or failed several times, resulting in near-disastrous crashes. Lorraine claimed that as soon as Ed pulled holy water from his bag and doused the doll in it, the problem with the brakes disappeared. Upon mm. arriving home, Ed and Lorraine placed the doll in Ed's study. There, they reported that the doll levitated and moved about the house. Even when placed in the locked office in an outer building, the Warrens claimed that she would later turn up inside the house. Finally, what? the Warrens decided, yeah, to lock Annabelle up for good. The Warrens had a specially made glass and wood case constructed upon which they inscribed a Lord's Prayer and Michael's Prayer for the rest of his life. Ed would periodically say a binding prayer over the case, ensuring that the sinister spirit and the doll remain good and trapped. Since being locked up, Annabelle the doll hasn't moved again, though it is alleged that her spirit has found ways to reach out to the earthly plane. But Okay, but how? I don't know, but it's like, <laughs> then it says like, like um, I guess like a priest came and visited him, and like Ed warned the priest about mocking Annabelle's demon, but the young priest laughed him off. On his way home, the priest was involved in a near-fatal car crash that totaled his new car. He claimed to have seen Annabelle in his rearview mirror just before the accident. Ooh. And then years later, another visitor rapped on the glass of Annabelle's doll case and laughed at how silly people were to believe in her. On his way home, he reportedly lost control of his motorcycle and crashed headlong into a tree. He was killed instantly, and his girlfriend just barely survived. She claimed that at the time of the accident, the couple had been laughing about the Annabelle doll. Ooh. And it says, the names of the young priest and the motorcyclist were never divulged. Neither Donna nor Angie, the two nurses who were Annabelle's first victims ever came forward with their story. Neither Father Cook nor Father Hegan appeared to have mentioned their exorcisms of her ever again. It would appear that all we have is the Warren's word that any of this even took place.
2: Oh. That's freaky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course, you'll never find out now because Ed and Lorraine and Warren are both dead now. Like, oh. Ed died in 2006, and Lorraine died last year. Oh.
2: But apparently,
0: their legacy is being carried on by their daughter, Judy, and her husband, Tony. Um,. It said until his death in two thousand and six, Ed considered Tony his demonology pro- protege and entrusted him with continuing his work, which included caring for his adult artifacts. These artifacts include the Annabelle doll and her protective case, a task that Tony doesn't take lightly. Echoing the warnings of his predecessors, Tony cautions visitors to the Warrens and Hilltop Museum of Annabelle's powers. And it said, is it dangerous? He said, yes, it is the most dangerous object in this museum. (laughs) Oh. And it says, if we've got you believing the stories of Annabelle the doll, in spite of your common sense, allow us to remind you of the war and sordid history with the truth. Though They become practically household names for their involvement in the Amityville horror case and those that inspired The Conjuring. Their work has been almost entirely debunked.
2: Huh, Well, what do you believe?
0: Hmm. I don't know. You know, I think I might look at it the same way. Like it says here at the end of the article, it um, says to those who still doubt Annabelle's power, Tony Sparrow leaves a nugget of wisdom that is hard to argue with. He says in his demonic defense, he likens disturbing Annabelle to playing Russian roulette. There might be one bullet in the chamber. Do you pull the trigger, or do you just put the gun down and leave the risk alone?
1: Yeah, screw that. I'm leaving the risk alone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it says, in short, Annabelle and her supposed possession might simply be the work of some highly imaginative imaginative storytelling, but do you really want to risk it? So, I mean, like, I don't know if it's as bad as all that, but like... I probably wouldn't mess with it. <laughs> like like yeah.
2: just in
1: case. Well how do okay, how does that compare to the movie then?
0: Well, in the movie a lot of it is, you know, pretty much the same. I mean like they don't cover they don't cover the stuff with Lou. Um and like and like and if you remember like at the beginning of The Conjuring, they are talking to the two nurses and they take the annabelle doll Mm. but all right so getting into the movie like this okay so like the movie basically takes place before the stuff with the nurses okay and attempts to explain how the demonic entity got into annabelle in the first place
1: okay which
0: basically creates a huge like plot hole because like okay so like because like in the first movie like when the first movie starts we're introduced to this couple right like the guy is studying you know he's in medical school he's studying to be a doctor and like his wife is is pregnant and this takes place like it's like 19 i'm trying to remember okay like i would okay it has to take place before see so this is another plot Thing too, because like this would have to take place before the nurses get it, because it says the nurses have it in 1968, and then you know like the Warrens take it from the nurses. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it t- this movie takes place in the late 1960s because like she's actually watching a news report on TV while like the wife is like watching a news report on TV uh, while she's like sewing. And, like, they're talking about, like, Charles Manson and the Manson family. And that was, like, like how they got arrested. Oh, okay. And, like, like that was, like, 68, 69. So, like, that has to be before it got to the nurses. But, okay, but, but basically, like, they, okay, like, we're introduced to this couple. I can't remember the husband's name, but I know the wife's name is, uh, is Mia okay and she's pregnant and they are talking to this couple in church that they live next door to and like they're like really excited that like you know that they're having a baby and basically like it's because um they had a little girl but like she grew up and then like she ran off and like joined like a satanic cult <laughs> like like a, a Manson family type thing
1: of course she did and,
0: um <laughs> So, that night, like, you know, like, they're all, you know, in bed, like, in their houses. And you see, like, through the bedroom window next door, the wife wakes up, and she gets her husband up. You know, she's like, I heard something. And, like, he goes to leave the bedroom, and, like, you just see, like, blood splatter, like, on the, top of the wall. And, like, yeah, they got attacked. And it was, like, it was by her, their satanic daughter and, like, her boyfriend, right? So the Mia hears like a scream and like she wakes her husband up and they go downstairs and she's like i think something's wrong like something's wrong next door and instead of calling the police he's like okay well i'm gonna go over and check it out of course he goes over and goes in he comes out like he's covered in blood he's like call the police now right so he goes in back in she goes in the house to call and like you know calls the police and then the girl the woman is like in her house and oh so like before this happened like the wife collects porcelain dolls and the husband brings a box home and she takes the doll out and it's it's the annabelle doll okay and, and she's like oh you found it like i've been looking for this forever right and like there was nothing going on with it nothing crazy you know she put it in what was, was going to be like the baby nursery and like it was fine Mm -hmm. so like that night like that goes down and like she's calling the police and like she hears this voice behind her and it's like I like your doll and like she turns around and it's like the crazy bitch from next door and she has the Annabelle doll right and her boyfriend comes out and uh, Mia tries to run and he stabs her like in the side of the stomach Oh shit! yeah and then like the husband comes home and he like starts beating the shit out of dude. And then chick comes in and jumps on top of him. So like he starts like fighting her. And then the dude like hits him in the head with like a candlestick maker or a poker or something. I can't remember. But like he hits him in the head and like knocks him out. And like he starts to beat on him. And then the woman hurries up and like runs into another room because the cops come up the stairs and like they blow dude away. Like bat, bat, bat. Like you're done, fun. <laughs> like and they kill him and then they open the door to the what's going to be the baby's room and like the satanic chick is like dead she like slit her like own throat or shit Ew. and like she drew this symbol on the wall in her blood and like her blood like drops on Annabelle's face and like runs down into its eye socket ooh okay so like they heavily imply that like by her drawing the the sigil and then like the blood going into like the eye that that is how the demonic entity gets inside the doll like okay. this chick that was in a satanic cult they summoned something and it went into the doll hmm. because after that like freaky stuff starts happening like the doll starts screaming by itself um, the house catches on fire Like like all kinds of weird shit right and and like finally like the woman's like i do not want to like stay in his house anymore i don't want this doll anymore you know and he's like the husband's like i'll get rid of it and he, like he takes it and like puts it in the garbage and he's like well i'm about to graduate from school and i'm making like some connections and it's looking like i might be able to like go practice medicine in pasadena you know mm-hmm. right so he's like so we can move right and so like you don't have to like you don't have to stay here like you don't have to be here because like because like the house catches on fire and like she like while he's at work and like she's trying to get out and like she trips and then like she falls on her belly so like she was already on bed rest from getting stabbed in the stomach so then like she falls on her stomach and i'm like oh my god like she's gonna lose this baby right right but like the neighbors come in and they pour out of the house and like he finds out what's going on and he rushes to the hospital and like they delivered the baby and like she's like she's fine and I think, like, her name's Leah or something like that. But, so, like, you know, that happens. And then, like, they cut to later. And, like, they live in Pasadena now.
1: Okay.
0: Right? And they're unpacking the house. And, you know, like, they talk to their priest at church and, like, all this stuff. And they're unpacking the new house. And she reaches into the last box and pulls out. And it's the Annabelle doll. <laughs> and, like... She's like, and like he, the husband comes in and he's like, what the fuck is that doing here? I threw that away. (laughs) And he's like, give it to me. I'll get rid of it. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like, what did the father say about like facing our fears or something like that? So like, she decides to keep it.
1: She's dumb.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She's dumb as shit. (laughs) So She puts it up in the thing. And then of course, like, ...creepy shit starts happening. Like, she starts seeing, like, the demonic woman that, like, killed herself. Like, she starts seeing her in the apartment.
1: Oh. Both as a
0: grown-up and as a little girl. Oh. And, like, shit starts stalking over. And, like, just, like, all kinds of, like, you know, weird, creepy shit Mm. starts happening. And, like, one night, like, she goes downstairs to, like, put stuff in storage... And, like, she literally sees this, like, devil-demon-looking fucking thing. Like, in the storage
1: thing. That
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, with a baby carriage. And, like, like, she runs and gets into the, the elevator and, like, you know, pushes the button and the door shut. But then, like, when they... The elevator doesn't move and when they open again, she's still on that floor. And this happens, like, four times. And, like, finally she decides to, like, make a run across the room and, like go through the exit, like, you know, and, like, up the stairs.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And, um... Like, she's running up the stairs, and, like, the demon, like, starts chasing after her, because, like, you know, she left her baby upstairs, you know, while she ran and stopped downstairs. And, like, it starts, like, chasing her up the stairs, you know, and, like, she gets in the house, and, like, it's around this point that... Oh, and, like, the demon, like, grabs her arm, Mm -hmm. and when she looks at it, like she has a cut that matches the sigil that the demonic chick drew on the wall in blood. Oh, screw it Like, it's on her arm. So, like, it's at this point that she's like, okay, something fucked up is happening in my house right now. And she goes to this bookstore. And, like, she's trying to find stuff on, like, hauntings and possessions and whatnot, but she can't find anything. And, like, this, the black lady that, like, runs the store... You know, she's like, what are you looking for? You know, she's like, look, I've heard all kinds of stuff. There's nothing you can say to surprise me. Like, you know, like, what do you need? And the woman's like, I think there's a ghost or something in my house. And she's like, all right, out for it. Let's go over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she takes her over there and, like, they, like, go through books and stuff. And she starts getting these books and starts reading up on, like, like, possession and stuff. Right. Because, like, strange shit is, like, happening in her house. Mm-hmm. So, like, this goes on, and then, like, she has the black woman over, and, like, the black woman was, like, talking, you know, like, they're just talking, and, like, she, the black woman reaches for something, and you can see, like, this huge scar, like, down the inside of her wrist, Like, it's very plain that, like, she tried to kill herself. Mm-hmm. And, like, you come to find out that it's because, like, she was going somewhere, like, with her daughter, and they had a car accident, and um, they both got messed up pretty bad. And, um, like, she went into a coma, but she woke up, and, like, her daughter never did. Like, she went into, Mm -hmm. like, a coma for, like, three weeks. Mm -hmm. And, like, while she was in a coma, like, her daughter died. So, like, she didn't even get to go to her funeral. Like, nothing. So, yeah, so obviously, like, you know, like, she was really down about it and stuff. And, you know, she eventually, she tried to kill herself. And she said she tried to kill herself. And when she did, like, her daughter was waiting for her. And her daughter was like, it's not your time yet. Like God has like a plan for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And she didn't die. So stuff like keeps ratcheting up, you know, in the house. And they finally call their priest. Like, right? They figure out that it's the doll. Mm-hmm. So they found, like she calls the priest, and their priest comes over and like he takes the doll and he's like, Yeah, like I feel like evil energy coming off this doll. Like, and he's gonna take it to the church. You know, okay. he's, like, he's like I'm gonna take it somewhere where like it's evil Like can't get out so like his thing is basically like take a demon to church <laughs> right so like he puts the doll in the back and like now this does kind of match because like he puts the doll in the back seat and then like he sees the the satanic cult chick in like his rearview mirror and like he gets to the church and he takes the doll out and he's about to take it he like opens the door and is about to take it inside and like this force just like knocks him backwards from, like, the church door, like, through the air, and, like, he fucking cracks his head open, and, like, he's basically left on the sidewalk, like, in a pool of his own blood, and, like, the doll is gone.
1: What the hell?
0: Yeah. So, the doll ends up back at the house.
1: Why is it so attached to them, does it say?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. Because, well, I mean, like, I know you've I'm not even going to ask because I know you've never seen paranormal activity but apparently like that's what demons like do like they attach themselves to people
1: okay wait hold on hold on hold
0: on what are you doing (laughs) hold on it ends up back at the house and like basically they discover that because like like i said like demons attach themselves to people so like let's say like you're in a house right and there's like weird shit happening and you're like oh my god this house is haunted like i need to move right
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: you move to another house like generally like that should end it because like ghosts haunt places you know what i mean they don't haunt people Right, but if you move and then weird stuff starts happening at your new house too, like something is attached to you, and if that's the case, like then they say like that tends to be a demon. Hmm. Okay, so that you know it's back at the house, and basically um, they discover that oh, the husband is uh, looking over the father in the hospital. And the father comes to, and he's, like, basically, like, he says, like, the doll wants, it doesn't want to be a doll anymore. Like, it's, it's kind of like Chucky. Like, it wants to get into a human. And the only way that it can do that is if a human offers its soul to it willingly. Okay. okay so, like, it cannot take the baby's soul. Like, it kept putting the baby in danger, but, like, it cannot take the baby's soul because the baby cannot willingly offer its soul. Right. Right? So, it keeps putting the baby in danger, and then, like, it it takes the baby, and then you, like, see the baby, like, laying, like, in the closet, and, like, it's dead. Ooh. Okay? And, like, Mia picks it up, and, like, she's fucking devastated. Like, obviously, like, you would be, like, if your baby died yeah and like she's freaking out and then like she looks down and like it's not her baby at all it's like a blanket and like because like the, the demon's fucking with her and like basically it's like essentially it's like if you give me your soul i'll give you your baby back
1: that's so like devilishly intelligent <laughs>
0: right so like the husband tries to call home to tell them this cause like the black woman is there with her and the husband tries to call home to tell him that but like he can't get through so he, he bounces out like rushes for home and like when he gets home he comes upstairs just in time his wife is on the ledge of the window holding the Annabelle doll in her arms and he's like she's like I'm, I'm gonna jump you know because then she'll give back the baby you know she's like you take care of the baby because, like, she made him promise earlier in the movie that if something went wrong to it during the delivery and they could only save one of them, that he would save the baby over her. Mm-hmm. So she's like, remember what you promised. And, like, like she's going to, like, jump. And he's like, no, we're not doing that. And, like, he, like, grabs her and pulls her in. And then, like, he's, like, talking to her. And then, like, they look up and, like, the black woman has the doll and she's out on the ledge. And she's like, I'm going to get you your baby back. And she's like, like, he's like, no, you can't do this. And she's like, no, don't worry about it. She's like, this is my purpose. Like, when my daughter said it was not my time yet and God had a plan for me, I believe it was this. Hmm. Like, I'm supposed to do this so you can get your daughter back. (laughs) And she takes the doll and jumps out the fucking window. What the fuck? And, like, they hit the ground. And, like, she's laying there, and the doll's, like, next to her. And then, like, the baby appears, like, in the crib. So, like, you know, they got the baby back. And then the camera, like, goes back outside. And, like, she is laying on the ground, like, in blood, still dead. And the doll is gone.
1: What the hell? That's so weird.
0: (laughs) So, like, I would have to imagine that, like, the doll disappeared from there and then I would think that it showed up at the store and then that was how the nurses got it. Huh? Like, you that know, makes sense. Like, yeah, like I get that what you're timeline makes sense. Yeah. But now what I was talking about, like plot hole wise is because like in this movie, they strongly imply that there's nothing wrong with the Annabelle doll when the girl first gets it. As a matter of fact, it's just a doll. And like the satanic like cult chick that killed herself, her name was Annabelle Higgins okay so it's like oh her name was Annabelle and it's like the movie's called Annabelle you know and she did the thing and the doll like you know so it is 100% implied that the demonic entity and the doll is in there because of what this woman did okay but yet in the second movie called Annabelle creation which takes place like back in the day before like any of this Mm -hmm. like there's a little girl named Annabelle and she is with her dad out on the road because like they're driving in the truck and like the truck breaks down or something like that, and he's trying to fix it, and she's like running around the truck, and another truck comes down the road, and she comes out from in front of their truck, and she gets ran over, and she oh. dies. Oh. And like, he has like that doll, and like he does a thing, and like he puts the spirit of his daughter in the doll.
1: and oh. so they won't
0: lose her or it's implied that's what he tries to do but like i don't know if the spirit that's actually in the, in the like i don't think the spirit it was in the is actually his daughter like it was something saying it was his daughter right but like that was like way way back in the day and like it was evil from the jump so like if that happened first way back in the day then you didn't need a satanic cult chick in the 60s to do it to put anything in it Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a huge fucking plot hole. Huh. Like, they basically gave you, like, two different freaking origin stories for, like, the yeah. dog.
1: I mean, unless the satanic chick from the 60s knew about it, and then she it, just, like, did something else to it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it did not seem like that at all, because... No because again like this was in it from the hop so like it wouldn't have needed the satanic chick to do anything right. and if that was the case why is the satanic chick's name annabelle
1: oh good point yeah like you know what i
0: mean so like they they basically give you like two different origins for this doll and i think that that's why I, and i mean like an annabelle creation like don't get me you're like annabelle creations is, is, is a pretty good movie like we saw it at the drive-in and like it does have a couple of effective scares in it like I honestly don't think any of the three Annabelle movies are bad. Yeah. But like Annabelle Comes Home is like really good. Yeah. Because and I don't know. No, I'm not even gonna ask. You didn't see that one either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, but like Annabelle Comes Home takes place in the Warrens' house because oh. like they leave to go on a conference and they leave their daughter with a babysitter and it's their daughter's birthday. And, like, she invites people, but nobody comes because, like, everybody in the neighborhood's, like, that family's fucking creepy. So, like, you know, like, she essentially has no friends except for her babysitter.
2: Mm.
0: So her babysitter and her babysitter's friend to come over because the babysitter's friend wants to see the stuff that's in the house. Because the babysitter's friend's dad just died. Oh. So she lets herself into the occult room where they have everything because she's actually hoping that she can find something that she can use to communicate with her dad. And mm. she opens the case and she gets trapped in there and, like, there's some legitimate scary shit that happens to her when she's trapped in that room. Huh. And then, yeah, like, like it's good. Like, Annabelle comes home, like, it's, it's decent. Legit.
2: <laughs> Sounds pretty good.
0: All right, so... Why don't you bring us home with Robert the Doll?
2: Um, um, so basically Robert the Doll,
1: back in the day, if I can get this up, <laughs> you can actually get tickets to go see Robert the Doll. Did you know that?
0: i do remember hearing something about that yeah
1: yes you can get tickets to go see him and i have to look it up on my phone so you're <laughs> gonna have to cut this out
0: <laughs> <laughs> we both know i don't cut anything out unless it's long silences
1: Oh my god, please no, you have
0: to cut a few parts of this of this right. out. Oh no, I'm definitely gonna take out like all that stuff that was at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, so and then me, me and then me like fixing the thing and me doing the heater. yes.
0: Yes, it's fine. Yeah. I will get that stuff out. All
1: right. So the history. All right. So the history of Robert the doll, which is actually funny because when you were talking about Annabelle, like this doll moves as well. So of course there's like does. Yeah, there's very uh, similarities, a lot of similarities. So anyways, so a little history behind it. The doll originally belonged to Robert Eugene Otto, an artist described as eccentric who belonged to a prominent Key West family. The doll was reportedly manufactured by the the Steiff Company of Germany purchased by Otto's grandfather while on a trip to Germany in 1904. And given to young Otto as a birthday gift. The doll's sailor suit was likely an outfit that Otto wore as a child. Um, Which is weird because apparently he got the doll from... I heard two different stories. Apparently he got... I didn't hear that one. Apparently he got the doll from his nanny. Who did some voodoo stuff on it. And that's why it's haunted. But I mean I guess... I mean, that was a long time ago, so I guess, like, the stories could be changed up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, uh, basically, the doll remains stored in the Otto family home at, oh, wow, they have, like, the address at 534 Eden Street
2: in Key West. Otto had married and they
1: lived in the family home, you know, until he had died in 1974. Um, so they basically had the doll donated in 1994 to the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, um, which you can go visit him, you know, now in his little box. <laughs> Uh, so the legend. So, getting into the juicy stuff. According to the legend, the doll has supernatural abilities that allows it to move, changes its facial expressions, and it makes giggling sounds, apparently.
0: (laughs) So, that doll's a demon.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, some versions of the legend claim that a young girl of bohemian descent gave Otto the doll as a gift or as a retaliation for a wrongdoing. Um, Other stories claim that the the doll moved voodoo figurines around the room and was aware of what what went around him. Um, Others claim the doll vanished after Otto's house changed uh, ownership uh, a number of times after his death. um, Or that a young Otto triggered the doll's supernatural powers by blaming his childhood mishaps on the doll. Um, according to local fol- folklore, the doll has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a cornucopia of other mis- misfortunes. Um, museum visitors supposedly experience post-visit misfortunes for-, for falling too respect to Robert.
0: That doll's a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, um, the doll is so creepy, like, it really creeped his wife out. And every time, like, like, he had that doll since he was a child, right? So, like, he would talk to the doll. Like, his parents would hear him talking to the doll. And they'd be like, who are you talking to? And he'd be like, I'm talking to Robert. Like, you know, creepy just shit like, like Andy that. like Chucky. What?
0: I said just like Andy and Chucky.
1: Right. <laughs> and they were just like, okay. And then, like, the, they would find him sitting in, like, different positions. Like, the one time, I guess they took him up to the attic just to walk back downstairs and find him in, like the chair in their bedroom or something yes yeah, he that <laughs> <laughs> like she yeah she was very creeped out by the doll like there would shit that be shit that would be moved and like they couldn't explain it and it would just it could be robert like there was a point where like they would hear footsteps and robert would be downstairs when they swore they had him upstairs like he would he would be all over the place in the house <laughs>
0: i mean like some stuff you can like rationalize away sometimes but like if i literally take the dog upstairs like i know i took the dog upstairs i sit the doll up in the attic and then i get to the bottom and it's in the bedroom yeah like no there is no way to like (laughs) explain that away oh yeah (laughs) like at all
1: no, like how do you even explain that
0: like you don't
1: <laughs> right <laughs> like I think I would be more freaked out like how did it teleport well, like, did it get up and walk like could you imagine seeing a doll just walk like that would be I would like how would you even like what I wouldn't even know what to do
0: that's what I'm saying like I like honestly like I would not even be really worried about the how it got down there it's like no, I I don't care how it got down there. It's down here when it shouldn't be. Mm. Fuck that.
1: Yeah, because like (laughs) his parents used to think that it was always him like causing the trouble.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: he would always blame it on Robert. He'll be like, no, that was Robert that moved that stuff. Not me. And they were obviously they were like, a doll can't move things. You know what I mean? Like...
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. They were always looking at him like... Right.
1: And then his wife experienced it and it was like, yeah, really freaking... (laughs)
0: But yeah, like, I like, guess like he had know. to keep
1: because he would, he insisted on keeping Robert down downstairs, and it it just creeped her out. And like he just insisted, and when she tried to put him back upstairs, like Robert wasn't having that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert's like, um, I don't know who told you what, but I run this house.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I've run this house since 1904, bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a no-go
1: <laughs> yeah that's that really freaked me out like even the doll looks
2: freaky
0: <laughs> yeah that's yeah because like, like i've seen the doll like it's like i don't know if it's, i would say it's freaky but like it's definitely like it gives off a haunted weird. vibe. like it's definitely like weird looking
1: yeah like it gives you a weird vibe i think like just looking at it like i definitely am like yeah that doll's haunted you know what i mean Mhm. Yeah, for sure. Like it's just... it just
2: freaks me out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> freaks me out a lot. <laughs> but what? all right. What so, theme? killer dolls. One finally, the...
0: like in the finally in the books.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like we've been trying to get this episode done for like how many days now? <laughs>
0: almost a week it's been 84
1: years (laughs) (laughs) literally
0: all right we took a
1: slight break (laughs) not even that we just like we got busy
0: (laughs) like just had stuff pop up it just yeah what can you do (laughs) i mean there's not much you can do i guess (laughs) exactly (laughs) but all right so like we said, that's killer dolls. Yes. Um, once again, shout out to Trace Anonymous at Twitter. Dot, at, at, I keep wanting to say at Twitter.com when you can just say like at Anonymous on Twitter. Like, I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> but shout out to Trace at Anonymous for being our first patron. We would yeah. love to have some more. We have affordable tiers. Like, I think like one's $2, one's 10 one's 15 So, I mean, like, what's two bucks?
1: right you know
0: it's to buy a mixer so our stuff's saw professional sounding um we have our social media channels you can you know if you want to talk to me at HM Horror Garage also on Twitter and
1: if you then, want to talk to me I'm on Instagram at HM Horror Garage
0: and we do have a Facebook page now it's facebook.com forward slash garage of horror So, you know, go give that a like. And I just want to say, like, we actually have a lot of good content coming up. It is stuff that I can't announce yet, but I've told Haley about it. And (laughs) it's going to be exciting stuff. So, like, hang around, like, for that. And honestly, like, becoming a patron on patreon that would be a good way to find out like what we have going on because while i can't announce any of it publicly since patreon is like behind a paywall like i could put it up there you know and like it wouldn't get you know like leaked out so if you want to find out what we've got going on hit it up
1: (laughs) yes it's very exciting like i was excited the whole day like i had a great day today (laughs) So, look forward to that. So, yeah. All right.
0: Well, until next time, (laughs) that was Killer Dolls. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) And good (laughs) night.
2: Coming for you! Look! There comes one of them now!